0: So we are continuing our sermon series on how can we go. Uh, How can we go? The focus is on the ministry outward. And we looked at the early church as uh, they received inward ministry to be able to go out uh, into the world. And so what can we do to go? And last week, uh, Derek led us in inviting and including others. And I was fortunate enough to go and preach at Benoni Central Methodist Church and uh, Jess and myself, and they sent all their regards to you. And it was lovely to be in in that fellowship. And uh, Jess and myself were the only invited people um, to in that service. And so the invitation today is fantastic because the fun of all family brought their whole family and they invited them and said come come to this service come and see come and be part of this amazing day our child is getting baptized and so the invitation and I'm I'm grateful that you've taken up that invitation I'm grateful that you've taken up that challenge to come and see come and hear come and be part of because that, uh, it's life-changing. Because maybe that's what we need to do. And when we invite people, all that people could say is yes or no. <laughs> you don't have to evangelize to them. All they can say is yes or no. And so we continue with this series where this, this week. And we are looking at providing fellowship for others. And I'd like to read to you just one scripture, and it's taken from Hebrews, Hebrews 13, just these two verses. And it says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Can I read it again? It says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And these are the word of God and we thank God for his word today. I'd like to tell you a story. The church was full with nearly every seat in the pews, and uh, every seat in the pews uh, taken And uh, when a homeless man wandered into the church. See, this church was an active church, a busy church, a church that looked after a lot of people and did a lot of mission, maybe like our church. Maybe like collecting food and collecting clothing and uh, handing out these clothing and handing out the food to different organizations and and getting people to come in. And this church every Sunday after 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 their church service would make a big pot of soup. Okay, and this big pot of soup they take into the park, and there they would hand it out with some bread. Not putting just just uh, bread and, and soup. But they'd give it to to the people. And there was one man who received this. And every week they invited the people to come to the church service the next Sunday. But in the back of their minds they thought, Sure, I wonder how we would react when those people do come into our church. And this one Sunday, church service had started and the people were already singing when a man walked in. He was a man off the street. His clothes were all torn. He hadn't bathed in a week or two, so he had a bit of an odor. And he walked down an aisle like this. And he walked down and there was not a seat available. And so he walked and he walked and he said he said to himself, Okay, well, I'm going to sit right in front. And so what he did was he sat right in front, maybe right here. And everybody looked at this man. This man looked different to them. And yet they knew that he'd already, they'd they'd seen him because they'd given him a slice of bread and they'd given him a piece of uh, some soup. But they weren't very happy. And there in the back sat, An elder, elder in the church, and this elder saw what was happening. But he was an old man, and he was dressed perfectly smart. You know, he had his three-piece suit on, he had his tie on, his shoes were polished, his hair was combed, and he got up out of his chair very slowly out of his chair, and he walked down that aisle, and everybody said to themselves, "Oh, he me down," you know. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to tell this man, you know. And everybody felt this. And this old man came and he walked up to this, uh, this other man and, and, and he, he put his, his hand on his shoulder and he went down on one knee and then he went down on the other knee and then he swung his, his bum around and he sat down right next to this man. And you know what he did? put his arm around him and he said welcome welcome to God's house and everybody just relaxed (laughs) and everybody maybe felt a bit ashamed because they didn't invite or they didn't take up their challenge to be in fellowship with that man And I ask you, what have you done? What have we done for those that need fellowship? See, fellowship is one of the most important things that we can give. Providing fellowship is probably the best thing that we as Christians can do for each other. First is the invitation to come and the next is to actually spend some time with some people. People that are different to you. I know a couple of weeks ago, I asked somebody, I asked you to move your seats. But I see you all back again. Uh, <laughs> in, your, in your same seats, which is fine. Uh, which is fine as long as you are getting to know somebody who's sitting there next to you. Eh? As long as you're getting to know somebody behind you. The thing about fellowship is it paints a picture of Jesus. It paints a picture of god isn 't it amazing that Jesus and his disciples sat around and they were in fellowship but isn 't it amazing that Jesus never excluded anybody wherever he went okay some people he just some people just touched him and he wanted to know who they were some people he, he, he healed some people um, he, he saw those ten lepers I think of those lepers and and he touched them, you know, and he, he heals them and he, he just embraces them. And I think of what we do. And so when, when we think of Jesus, we know that he's in fellowship with the Holy Spirit and with God. But more so is that he's in fellowship with us in such an amazing way. Think about Fellowship. It makes us stronger, doesn't it? It makes us stronger no matter um, no matter what we've gone through. Fellowship always makes us stronger. A lot of folk here have lost, lost, uh, lost loved ones. And the thing about fellowship that makes us stronger is so we can actually embrace each other. Whenever I do a funeral, I always say, hear, hush, and hug. Okay, those three, those three things are very important. Hear what the people are saying. Hush, so you can listen to what they're saying and then give them a grudrik because that's the only thing that is, that is more vital than anything else. Think about fellowship, it also encourages other people. It encourages other people to, to get over their loss, not necessarily fast but to journey with others. It encourages others that have gone through difficulties, maybe finances, maybe their children, maybe the loss of the children being overseas. I asked this in the first service. How many of you have children that are overseas? Everybody. Most. Who of you know of somebody who's got children overseas? Everybody. And it is. That fellowship is broken. That fellowship is broken because the fellowship starts at home. It starts at home with mom and dad and brother and sister and granny and grandpa and uncle and auntie and cousins. That's what it's about. It's about being in fellowship with those people. And now we have to look now we have to take our phone and speak to them via Zoom or WhatsApp or whatever. It's not the same. But when you see somebody, you can look at, look into their eyes. And you can see, uh, no, you can see what is going on in their life just by looking in their eyes, just by embracing them, just by, just by saying a kind word to them. Fellowship reminds us that we're not alone, that we don't have to journey alone but that Jesus is always with us and that there is somebody that can walk with you, that can just walk a, a road, even in the toughest of tough times, that Jesus is always there. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty one says this, that uh, I can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Because we need each other. We need each other to see. We need each other just to to give us a push. We need each other just to pull us back sometimes. We need each other just to say, come, let's go for coffee. How are you? And the last is fellowship leads us to grow. Because we all have a story to tell. Each and every one of us. Each have a story about what God has done in our life. And how that can influence others is amazing. My friend invited me to go to to the powerhouse team when I was young and the invitation all he did was Ralph come and let's go see let's go see the powerhouse team he didn't have to do anything it was the men in front there bending steel ripping up um, um, telephone books blowing uh, hot water bottles popping them they did the work God gave them the strength and then they asked a question that I invited and Ian and and myself went up and we were filled with the Spirit. We were filled with God's love. But it was that fellowship that I felt immediately of God's presence in my life. This family that are here, thank you for coming. Thank you for being part of Blake's life. Thank you for being part of Stefan's life. And thank you for being part of Candace's life. And thank you for inviting us to be part of your life. And so today we're going to have communion. This is the greatest fellowship we as Christians could ever have. A fellowship with God. Fellowship because Jesus came and he died on that cross. For you and for me. He didn't exclude anybody. He included everybody. Seven million, seven billion people and more. Today. That he died for them and for you and for me. And so be with us in fellowship. Come and receive. As God leads you. Let us pray, Mighty God, we say thank you, thank you, Lord, that that you are always in fellowship with us, that you always see that you always hear that you always embrace, that you always encourage, that you always guide so that we might grow. So Lord, as we come to this communion table, we know that you died on the cross for every single person, every single person. However, it's up to us whether we want to accept that invitation. It's up to us to be in fellowship with you, Lord, because you are always in fellowship with us. And so lead us. Lead us now, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen.